All right. All right, so we're going to be going over uh, the first episode of Star Wars Bad Batch, Aftermath. Um, so we just looked at a few interesting characters and came up with a few questions we had, kind of different ideas on what we think is going to happen with them. The first one we're taking a look at is uh, Caleb Doom, or better known as Kanan Jarrus. So then, Sid, what are your thoughts? That... Alright, so what they did is they basically rewrote the canon of Star Wars. Correct, in the original um, backstory for Kanan, his master did save him from a bunch of clones. But it wasn't on the planet that they're on, and of course, the Bad Batch wasn't exactly in existence at the time. No, yeah, I guess, yeah, in Rebels, he never really mentioned, like, any clones trying to kind of save him from it. It kind of raises some other questions there. Right. Especially with, um, uh, was it season two in Rebels? Where we see... No, that has to be three. Yeah, that's season when... three, I think, is when we got the clones back in. Yes, that's when we see um, Ahsoka reach out to an old friend, which yep. happens to be Rex. What was it? Yeah. Wolf. Uh, Wolfie and... Oh, Gregor. Uh, Gregor, yes. Gregor. Right away, you see Caleb's distrust for the clones as it being clones, the one that killed his master. But he never brought up anything that has to do with a red or black suit. No, or anyone saying, I can help you, I'm as confused as you are. Basically alluding to the fact that like, there'd be, there were clones that weren't affected by Order 66. Correct. So that's another interesting thing that comes up. Because um, as we see... Later on, Crosshair, he is partially affected by that inhibitor, inhibit, inhibitor chip. Correct, and I don't know exactly how bad of a play that's going to be. Yes, they are more advanced clones, but why did it only affect Crosshair and not the others? Yeah, that's, you have a good point since yeah, no one else showed any kind of interest in executing order 66 where the second crosshair heard about it that was the only thing he was focused on correct does it have to do with his mutation of being a, sh a um oh, what's it called sharpshooter yeah sharpshooter yes that's that's possible it's everyone else that more directly like impacted i guess like the personality, I guess, like, and how their brain works. Right. Because we saw that um, Wrecker had no idea what anybody was talking about, right. which is unfortunately normal for the guy. Yes. You had our off-brand Rambo, Hunter, ask Crosshair what he's talking about, understand yep. what he was talking about, and then switched right back in a matter of seconds. Yeah, so it's like he was able to kind of control himself more. Right. And then you had both Tech and Echo just chilling in the background, essentially. Yeah. Trying to figure out what yeah, was problem. Yeah, their thought was with Echo, because when he was captured by the Techno Union, he was mostly made, made into a machine. 
Now that would affect that chip's ability to function. Yes. So that could most likely be why like he's still able to kind of be normal. But yeah, tech, I guess. I don't know if it would just be the extreme intelligence there, but it, might, it probably plays a role in it. Do you think that Tech possibly knew beforehand what was going on? So he went already off on his own and decided to uh, possibly dis figure out a way to dis disable that on his own. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me with how smart he is. And when he was talking to Hunter about like that, like, the clones were programmed. Yes. And everyone else seemed surprised that it was a chip. But while tech, it was common sense. So I could very well see it that he kind of took that step forward there. To try to neutralize it. Yes. I don't know. I had something going there. Never mind. Then I guess another one that raises a lot of questions is Omega. Yes, and a female clone, let alone a younger female yes. clone. Wouldn't she? Wouldn't she still be subjected to the accelerated growth and all the like normal training, like that all the other clones went through? Yes. What if? With her being a clone, does she have a chip at all? Or do you think Nalase or C, do you think she had a part to play in taking that part out of the programming of her chip? Seeing those two's relationship, it would seem like Nalase has a huge part in what has happened to her. Like she, because Nalase popped out like while she was talking to the Bad Batch in the corridor. And I was like, oh, she's with me. She's a medical assistant. Kind of trying to get her away from them. Mm, okay. But why keep her away from the Bad Batch? Yes, maybe... Because, like, they are... Like, the enhanced clones, they might... Kind of somewhat affect her differently. Just because of their different behavior and just kind of how they are. No, I suppose. But as we saw in some of the Clone Wars episodes, like the clones were always in squads. Like Echo was part of Domino Squad. Yes, yes. And so they went through everything together in the barracks. All their nice little bunks were by each other. So, it, wouldn't it make sense to assume Omega would have been part of a squad? Or was she developed intentionally to be different? Does this mean there's more versions of Omega somewhere? Is that why she's called Omega and not Alpha for the little? I mean, yeah, if, yeah, if, if she is part of a squad, that would make sense. But where would those other ones be? With her being a female clone, do you believe that there is a possibility that Nalase just had multiple ones waiting just in case one, let's say, wandered off before? Possibly. Otherwise, it could be like, I guess, like a failsafe. 
by with our cloning technology and stretching Django Fett's DNA and then twisting it to make a female. Maybe if it didn't work, they'd have backups. I guess like if they didn't mature. Hmm. Would she be the first one that actually was experimented then? Or is that the main question we have going on here? That probably is the main question, which is, is going to be a very hard one to answer. But we need a lot more backstory on her. In this timeline, are she and Bulba the same age? It's possible since, yeah, in, I think it was episode, well not episode, season two of the Clone Wars, is when we saw Boba as a little child. Oh yes, with the rest of the bounty hunters. Yes. Yep, when he was trying to get revenge on Mace Windu. And if I'm remembering correctly, they're, they're about the same size. Do you think he's going to show up? I mean, the only way he'd show up is if he was broken out of prison. I think on, if, unless, like, the Jedi just try to rehabilitate him. I don't know exactly what they did there. Well, a lot of things from the comics are deciding to not show up in real Star Wars yeah. action, I guess you could say. So do you think that it's possible that in the series of the Bad Batch, they're going to break out little Boba Fett? I think that might be an interesting play on things, especially like now that everything has turned to the Empire and they're still young cadets. Well, not yeah, young cadets, like yeah, young clones still kind of going through the process. Think would he have an impact on Len if he were to come back? Kind of trying to bring more to be a bounty hunter, or I think he most definitely would. If so, who would be subject to be a bounty hunter? And then what? What what would the Empire's reaction be seeing him back? They're gonna have a hand in everything. Well, yes, of course. This is Star Wars, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you got Tarkin in the mix, finally. Yeah. Back in action as well. So he's going to be watching everyone's move. But was Tarkin aware of Boba? He had to be aware of Boba. I forgot on episode three, was was Anakin aware of Boba? Or was it just Obi-Wan? That was aware. No, it had to have been Anakin since there was that episode where Boba was with the bounty hunters where it was Anakin and Mace Windu that were in the rebel, not the Republic ship Mm. that Boba infiltrated as like a little cadet uh, and basically ended up blowing it up. And where R2 had to come back to the Jedi Temple and get Plo Koon and Ahsoka to come rescue them. Ah, yes, yes. So Anakin would have known as well. 
We also know that Anakin knows things, but he doesn't actually pay attention to such right. things. So do you think it's possible that Anakin, wherever he is at this point in time, Darth Vader, yep. do you think that he would have told at least Palpatine about this? Or Emperor Palpatine, yeah. sorry. Or do you think he would have kept this to himself? Just like his secret apprentice. I mean, if you're... Since well, everything essentially was, was Palpatine's plan. So he... It would seem like he would have had to have known that Django took an unaltered clone. Okay. But since... Since it's his hands and everything, I guess it would kind of just make sense. But to the extent of that knowledge, I guess it would be hard to say for sure. Hmm. What do you think is so special about Omega? Is it the fact that she's a girl? Is it the fact that it doesn't seem like she has the same programming as the others? Well, it seems like she's able to sense emotions more. Is that why Nalise kept her by? I mean, that'd be a useful thing, especially... As a medical assistant. Yeah. Kind of see how people are feeling, what they're thinking. Kind of see what's going on in their, in their heads. I think that'd be a very important thing. Kind of maybe assist like with clone training. Since they have to be mentally fit in order to... Kind of do what they're supposed to. Right. But if she was able to sense all these emotions, wouldn't they want her to be more around the Bad Batch so that she could possibly spy on them for the Camonians? Wouldn't you think Tarkin would have found her useful? Or does she already know she's useful? She might have. Maybe that's why she was so... Kind of interested in being around the Bad Batch since they were different. It set they were set apart from all like the normal clones. Maybe that's why they she was also kind of pushed to be away from them because she was always used to like your normal run of the mill clones thoughts. These guys with their enhancements don't think like your everyday clone. So that could be a very it's like confusing experience for being around them. Do you think that's why she's? Do you think that's why she's drawn to everybody but Crosshair? Crosshair is a soldier through and yes. through, who will follow orders. I could see it, but when they were in the prison cell, I guess on Camino, she did try reaching out to him. She knew that the inhibitor inhibitor chip was affecting him. She said, it's not your fault. So she, she had to have known that. And was kind of trying to make him just not so angry about what was happening. I suppose, yeah. But then if we're... Some, then if we just look at the appearance... So generally, all the clones would have black hair. Yes. She has, she has blonde. blonde. 
Yes, he... I know they can. I think a few of them did change their hair color. Rex changed. Yes. And then that like amulet that she kind of wore like on her head. Yes, the forehead. Yes. What? What purpose did that serve, or was that just? Well, if you look at Nala's say, is it Nala's say? One of them does wear an amulet on their forehead, and that's even in episode two. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I swear it's Nala say who has it. Are they just like a female Kaminoan thing, and they're trying to? Is it a symbol of wisdom? I mean, that's always possible. But when she did take it off. She did take it off. Do you think that it's possible that they were actually using that to track her as to where she was? Because she was always told not to run off. Yes. I mean, I could see that with how... It's like in this age, you know, everything could be like more like what it, what it looks like. Right. So a simple stone with some markings on it could have could well have been a tracking device. Do you think that she was one of the one one of the clones that was actually able to obtain force sensitivity? I mean, that has been a rumor going around that a lot of people are wondering that, but. I mean, so far she hasn't really shown much in terms of, like, force abilities. Well, if you think about it, most Jedi Masters and Sith Masters have some type of ability like that. Yeah. Like you have... Oh, what was his name? The one that would actually eat souls. He ate souls so much to obtain their essence that he himself became dark matter. It's actually where I'm not too well versed. I'm not too into legends yet. Oh, I suppose this is more of um, Knights of the Old Republic yeah. area. Era. Working on getting there, but... <laughs> it's never a bad time to start. Um, you had um, Mace Windu. He was actually able to... Um, since the weakest point in an enemy, with one hit, he'd be able to strike him down. I forget what it's called. I think it's called Counterpoint. That would make sense. I, I could see that. And then you have Anakin, who had that perfect... He did have that balance of light and dark. Yeah. And he was able to use the Force so well because of how strong he was. Yeah. His Force push was actually... Amazing. Yeah, it was. And he had a lot of... He did use, I guess, what you would consider more of a dark side abilities. Yes. Like, through time to time. As did Mace Windu. Yes. Thus the purple. So it's like they both were kind of teetering between the light and the dark. Yes. I mean, there could be a connection, I guess, like, like with Omega's, like, special, it's, like, insight into people. Um, since, yeah, she seemed to automatically have such a, like, profound, like, relationship with a bad batch. Like, right when she saw them, she knew who they were. 
basically knew everything about them. Well, you could argue that that was also like a fangirl moment. Yes. She did follow them very closely off the battlefield, but she followed the reports that they did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could just be a case of like being a diehard fan. Or she's just wicked good. Yeah. But there was a scene with a wrecker stuffed animal. Yeah, not sure what that's called. Oh, yes, that the bunny. Yeah. She saw it just laying on the floor in like the, the cargo bay area. And she must have sensed something about it. That's why she grabbed it. Oh no, remember when she was snooping through the um, the barracks area when they went down to try to execute, um, oh crap, what's his name already? Saw Guerrero. Alright. To get rid of the rest of the rebels. Yes, yep. Um, she was going through their barracks area and on Rucker's bed yep. was the bunny. But how would she have known its importance to him? Unless she could sense a connection. This is true. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah. In, let's see. Oh, in The Force Awakens. The, uh, what's that orange lady's name? Maz Kanata. Yes. She said she wasn't a Jedi, but... I believe she has possibilities like her. Could be Force-sensitive, at least. Yes. She looked at, remember, she looked at Rey and knew... That she was looking for the lightsaber. Yes. Through the force you can sense all these interesting things. And it could also kind of similar to Cal Kestis in Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. He was able to sense imprints on objects. Ah uh, yes and recall them short little memories yeah. of it. Yep. So it could be a similar thing that Omega's experiencing. She kind of sensed it was there and looked at it and knew how much it would have meant to wreck. So maybe that's why then when she saw it again, she had to go get it no matter the cost. This is, this is true. But then you look at uh, episode two. Why was she so attached to Hunter? She didn't give two thoughts about Crosshair at all. No. Crosshair's always hated her from the beginning. Why Hunter? She has... She leaves Tech and uh, Echo really alone. Yeah. Wrecker, she looks like it's either a big brother or an uncle figure. Yeah. But Hunter, yeah, is more of a dad figure. Yes, is that because he's like in charge more? But he's a leader of a bad batch, essentially. Indeed, yes. But why that would make her kind of try to emulate him since she was copying every single move he made towards the end of episode one. Like when they were in the prison, they'd move arms or just she would copy everything he did. Or was it just something she felt about him? But what would she feel about him? 
Is it a sense of belonging because they're misfits? She's clearly a misfit because she has a big head. Yeah. Or big hair, sorry. Something just feels very off about her. I know it seems like I'm supposed to trust her, but I do not trust her. Yeah, I know. It does seem like something's off. It's She, she was uh, kind of awkward around... Guess then if you skip to episode two, um, those other kids when they found was it Cut Lawrence? Yes, the clone the that name? the clone that left. Yes, they found his family, and yeah. the other kids were so excited because they've never seen a like another child, really. Yes, that weren't related to them. Yeah, well, but she just seemed really off put and didn't know what to do with it. Yes. Is it just because she's probably never been with the other clones that were not regenerated yeah, it, like the other? Yeah, it does seem like she's been isolated like to the extreme. But why? It's like it seems like she was being protected. I firmly believe that she has force powers, which is why they kept her away from Tarkin. Yep. Because all Jedi were to be executed. Yes. For Order 66. So, so that would kind of play into why Nala say let them escape. Yes. Was it because of empathy? Or was it... I think it had to deal with Omega. Do you think they just let... She just let them go because of Omega. And she knew that the Bad Batch would probably bond with them and do whatever they could to protect. I think Omega. so because I'd see like, as to the Bad Batch, you know, she's an innocent little girl like another clone. Right. But there's something that they're drawn to. What so, do um, What do you think that is? Is it medical knowledge? Is it just insight on clones in general, or is it because she's a child? I think it's the child. Do you think they're secretly jealous? Because, unfortunately, it looks like she's going to be a kid forever. Yeah. Unless she goes unless, through the yeah, same unless, thing yeah, as unless Jane. Unless she has, Bola. yeah, the normal growth rate. But maybe it's because she seems so innocent, I guess, like compared to everything that they've been through. Yes. Like, because Hunter kept... They're kind of pushing her away from any battles or fights or anything. Right, even stay on the ship. Stay yeah. on the ship. Why did you call the ship? Omega's yeah. on the ship. Now we gotta go get her. So it, it had to have been like a like childlike innocence. It's just like they kept trying to preserve that to, to the best of their ability. Right. Do you think it's the same that they felt when... um? Hunter tried to calm down Kanan. Or Caleb. Whatever you want to call him now. That could play a huge part in it. And he, he probably feels like he failed to save him. Since no one else... Technically, no one really knows what happened to him after that. Since this, in the time frame, it is set before Rebels. So as far as anyone knows... The other clones could have found him and ended up killing him. This is true. We don't know. 
So he could feel like he failed and is trying to kind of redeem himself by taking care of Omega. But none of them have really been... Because that's more of like a parental instinct, it would seem like. Right. Where none of them have any sort of experience like that. Yeah. Seeing as she's the only female clone or anything like that. Do you think they feel the bond because they know that she too is a clone? Yes. Because generally they all felt like a significant... Like, brotherhood towards each other. Yes. Like, because, yeah, and then the Clone Wars were... What was it? The guy who took over for Anakin, was it the Pawn Krell? Oh, I don't remember. Um, guy with four arms, he had four lightsabers. Oh, the one that turned against them. Yes, and then had... Half of his forces and attack the other half. Ah. The second they knew they were all clones, they stopped. Like they didn't orders didn't matter anymore to wipe out this enemy. They saw they were clones. Like we should not be killing other clones. Right. So it was instantly over. So there is some like further connection between the clones since they all share the same DNA. So when they start to bring in the, I wouldn't want to say the new version of clones, the stormtroopers, do you think that some of the remaining clones will feel that bond with only the clones and not the upcoming stormtroopers? Yes. That's the stormtroopers. I don't know if you guys have started watching episode three. Um, but that's going to play a big role in there. And I don't know if you anyone seen articles like they're releasing a new new uh, action figure that's supposed to play a big role as a new villain. In this series. Villain. I don't want to get too far ahead here going into episode three. At the time we were recording this, it was released, what, this morning? Yeah. So as for now, we can hold off on that episode just to give everyone time to get that watched in case they haven't been able to yet. Hmm. But as I had extra time this morning, I did already watch it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Some of us do have extra time on our hands, apparently. Yeah, just half an hour before work, I managed to make it work. Okay, okay. While you were doing that, I was stuffing my face with a lovely breakfast sandwich. No, I chose Star Wars over breakfast, so... Alright, well, you have a real diehard fan, and then you have a real hungry fan over here. We can't always choose both. No, it's gotta be one or the other. Well, you could do the Star Wars mac and cheese, but the noodles never cook correctly. No, not with the shape and with how thick those noodles are. You can't do it. 
Absolutely not. Even no, then it ruins the box. Have you ever had the chicken noodle one? Like from Campbell's, of course. Yes, yep, I've tried them a couple times. To me, it just tasted different. Yeah. It ruined, it kind of ruined chicken noodle soup for yeah, me. Yeah, it did. You can't, you can't do that. You just need your normal noodles. Correct. I'm going to need my normal noodles, and then I, perhaps I will have my Star Wars toaster that will imprint Darth yes. Vader's helmet. I mean, that's a good way to have normal stuff and Star Wars. Of course. You know, with Death Star-shaped pancakes. Oh, perfect, perfect. Oh, not pancakes, sorry. It's waffle iron, I believe. Yeah. With my Stormtrooper glass full of Tropica orange juice. See, still living the life, taking care of yourself in the morning, eating breakfast with Star Wars. You gotta do it. And then with my Star Wars tie blanket. Yes, see? It all... If you get what I'm saying, it all ties together. Yes. <laughs> the highest of thank yous, really and truly. Oh, of thank course. You. you know, if there's anything I can do. <laughs> so I think, you know, we'll call it a wrap today. Uh, we will be recording more, so please keep an eye for any future podcasts that we do release for you. And we do thank you for joining us today. On the first and not final episode Correct. of Endeavor to Endure on, on Endor. Endor with Kyle and Sid.